Nate's come out with another awesome tool for the swimming community. It's called Swim Nerd Live, and it allows the data and times from your actual scoreboard to be broadcast and viewed in real time on any smart TV, phone, or other device. It has all the information you're looking for, event, heat, lane, name of swimmer, times and places. One click on any device and they're watching you swim it live in real time. Go to swimpractice.com to learn more. All right, Carol Capitani, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on here. You're doing some incredible things at Texas. Hey, listen, there's a rumor going around that you're going to be taking over both programs. <laughs> See, Brad, that's like the story of my life. Like, hey, how's it going? Wait, how's Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to be taking over both programs, men and women? I am. I am. Is that what we're announcing today? Congratulations. Thank you. That's fantastic. Thanks. It's, I thought it's kind of easy just coaching one program. And uh, so I figure I need a new challenge. Might as well go back to um, combined program. And here we go. <laughs> why wouldn't, why wouldn't that happen? Why would they not consider that? <laughs> um, they probably wouldn't consider it now just because I've fought so hard. I, I mean, I haven't fought I didn't have to fight that hard, but, um, I, I do, um, I think RAD is amazing. And, um, a couple of years ago, I heard the, I heard that was a rumor like, Hey, I, I'm kind of hearing around the grapevine when Eddie ever retires that you're just going to combine the programs. And, uh, if that's the case, let me know because I'll, I'll be gone pretty quick. And he's like, wait, who told you that? So like, he's like messing around with me a little bit, but yeah, I, I've stood up for just single sex programs for a long time. And so when people call, they're like, Hey, how about Carol takes over this program? He just kind of laughs. He's like, okay, good luck with that. Call her. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I did coach for a long time in a combined program and, and I loved it. And I do think there, you know, there are some advantages, but as a head coach, and I, I do think it's a unique opportunity just to coach a single sex. I think it's, the, my bandwidth and my emotional, like what I feel that I can do is it, it works really well. Single sex, you know? And you say single sex, but specifically women, why do you feel like you work better with women? Oh, I, I didn't say that actually. I okay, mean, I don't okay. know. So you think I, you I could think... coach or just, you could just be a head coach for men's team? I do. <laughs> okay, good. good. No, that's, mean, what, I... that's what I'm saying. That's, that's no, why they I should do. consider combining I... this thing. I, no. Okay. The, the point is, I think I could do, I, I don't think it really, honestly, I, I mean, if I do, I think I could coach men as well as women. Absolutely. Do I think I could coach 60 people or be the head coach of a program with 60 people on it and coach as well as I could with only 30 people on my team? No. With everything that's involved in recruiting, like, I mean, if you just had a, I, I do think there's a, I mean, every men are different than women. Clearly, I do think there is a unique environment that you can create. And I've only coached just women, right? Like there's no, I have not coached just men, but I do think if you ask anybody on the men's team, hey, do you guys want to come over and swim with the women? Let's combine. I don't think any guys would think that would be great. And if you asked our team, hey, let's combine with the men, I, they'd be like, what? They, if, I think if you'd ask any single sex program, if they'd like to combine, if they have a good situation, I don't think. In my experience, I don't think they would want. 
Well, based on what you said, right? Let's let's go yes. off what you said here. And, I, I like I like this, yeah. And what I'm taking from this, you know, you heard a rumor a few years ago that they were, you know, when Eddie steps aside, they're considering of joining the programs together. And and you said, well, that happens. I'm out of here. That in your mind, that can, that says they wouldn't even consider you to be the head coach of that. So what it says to me is they would consider a man to come in and it would be okay for them to take over the women, but that's, it's not okay for the I'm women, a woman to take over the men. No, I'm saying I didn't, I don't want to coach a combined program. Right. Okay. I mean, I guess I just put that out. I mean, I have no interest in coaching a combined program. Why is it so acceptable in our mind? Like that, it's not female. Co- I mean, I would coach a single sex men's program. I would coach a single, I like, but I really enjoy what I'm doing now. So right. I'm not yeah, no, I know myself out there, but I would coach a single sex men's program, but I really, I, I love what I'm doing and know the chances of someone hiring female to coach a single sex men's program would be so minuscule. It's not even worth talking about. So I just, that's think, what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to get right. at. Why is that the case though? Like what, why are we still there now? Like you're an exceptional coach. You're brilliant. You could coach anybody. You've said that. I know that. So why wouldn't they consider you to, first of all, just coach men or to combine the program and say, Carol's going to take over. Why shouldn't that be a consideration? Yeah. I mean, it, sh- it should be. It, yeah. If they were to, to combine the program, it should be. Right. What I was basically saying is like, look, I really enjoy coaching the women here. And if you plan on combining, just let me know now so I can kind of plan my extra strategy and think in a different way. It right? should be, like but we're still not really there yet, are we? Like if we we're being not, honest. We are not there. Oh, we, we don't even have to be honest. We're, we're, we're very far from that. Yeah. And that's why. Like, why are we still not there? I, I wish I had the answers. I mean, I, I do. We're going to get right into this, right? This yeah. Is yeah. Um, Look, I had nothing planned. Look, <laughs> Carol, nothing on my sheet. Okay, good. That's perfect. No, I do. Well, I mean, the, the, the pipeline, like there, there are less women coaches, right? So the pipeline right. for coaches that have the experience and, and it is less, there's mm-hmm. just less people to choose. From. There's less women to choose from as you go. And I, and I do think, the the grace period there there isn't a lot of grace in our sport i mean brett you get it yeah like we we could talk about you we could talk to anybody you but if you do screw up or you you aren't you need to be damn good from the get-go or it's over oh i i agree like um look damn good like like when we were you know, I, I, the, you know, the worst placing, I guess, at NCAA is when you were your 15th and it, you know, it was kind of a disaster, but it was like, there was stuff in my control, stuff out of my control. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you would have thought like we didn't score any points. Yeah. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, people are like, Oh, what happened? That was terrible. Like mm-hmm. I, we had to carry that around for a year, you know, and there's, there's great programs. You can be 15, but if, if you're female and, and you fall out of the top 10 or like, that's how I feel. Like, I don't, I mean, there's, it's, it's, you're just such in the limelight. I do feel that you, you don't, you don't get many chances. What about this? You've been in the top 10 now for a number of years. Is this your ninth? You just finished your ninth year at Texas. Yeah, ninth, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, is there pressure to win? Like, it's great to be in the top 10. Everybody wants it. And look, I, I'm the first to tell you, it's extremely <laughs> difficult to be in the top 10. But is there pressure at Texas to win? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, 
there is pressure, but I mean, I think there's pressure. It's not just at Texas. I do think there are a lot of, there are a lot of big time universities and, and the pressure comes from the top, but the pressure comes from me too. Like I, I, it's not that I'm like, Oh, the pressure is coming down from the top. Like I, I want that too. Well, let's use a different word then. Is there expectation? Do they say to you win or else? No. Okay. But, but you feel it. You yeah. feel it because it, you want to be, you're, I do feel I'm surrounded by excellence. And I mean, you can just look across the pool deck, right? So that, that's just inherent pressure in itself, but it's not that it's, it's not that Eddie's coming over saying, dang, you better buck up Carol, <laughs> but it's, yeah. you, you, you understand what you're walking into. I think when you come to Texas. Well, I mean, you've, you've won at Georgia. You've been part of programs right. that have won at Georgia and you, and you've, you've, sat on the pool deck or you've not sat you've been on the pool deck when eddie's been winning recently what right. what is it about the program that you're at at georgia and then maybe with watching eddie like is there some secret that everybody's trying to tap into like what is it about winning that is so difficult <laughs> i mean there there is some um, timing right timing's everything people but i, I do think it comes consistency and people and connection and it, and it takes a long time like not for eddie because of course he walks in and his third year he starts you know he's in the top three but i think take him out of the equation it, i mean you can ask jack you can ask people i mean it's it's tough to be in that position for an extended period of time because it is it is difficult and do I know the secret? If, if I knew the secret of winning, I'd be doing it already. But I mean, I do, I do think, um, I mean, when you, if I look around too much, like takes a little bit of the joy out of it, right? Like comparisons, the thief of joy, you just, uh, but there is, it, it does come down. I do think it's, I don't think it's more difficult to Texas. I, I, I can't say that, but there's a, I do feel there's a different, it's not a different kind of pressure, but it should be probably like any place you could be at any school that's competing right now in the top 10 and say, wow, it sure is different here, but you got to get to know your place and you, you have to, you have to have the support of the administration. You have to know what they want. You have to find people that are going to work with you and support you in ways that you, that before you even got there, you don't even know what those ways are. Right. Yeah. It looks different at every, it looks different where you go. Barely anybody can just walk in and turn things around lickety split. Did you think it would be easier to win than it has been? No. No, because I think I saw, I mean, I was 14 years at Georgia. Yeah. And, and I mean, for eight years, we were first or second, but I, I, I did understand. I did understand what a lucky place it is to be an assistant at a, at a high performing team for that long, because at the end of the day, you realize it's not, it wasn't all about me. It was a, a little bit about me, but I didn't have to go to bed at night, like carrying that weight. And yeah. it's a lot, you know, and it's a lot when you run the whole show by yourself that it doesn't matter what, there's a big diff and you don't, you don't know what you don't know. So once you carry that around as a, you, you're like, man, I could do this. This is, and then you, but I knew in my, I knew it for, for a long time, like, okay, this isn't easy. So do you enjoy it? Like, is it um, like this? 
to me, that's a, that's a lot. That, that's, that's a lot. And look, I had to step away from it. It was a lot, you know, like it's a lot. Like yeah, I, yeah, I've been in a program a where the expectation is so high and, and I've felt that like, you know, finishing out of the top 10, it was like to, to everyone around us, even though we were just outside the top 10, it was a complete disaster. It was like we did nothing the whole season. It's like, what did you do the whole season? You know? So I get it. And that's, that wasn't enjoyable to me in the end. Like, is it, is it still enjoyable to you? No, it is. It is. I, I mean, I think that's the, the, the beauty of perspective, right? Like yeah. I is enjoy, it is enjoyable. I love it. I mean, I do feel I have the, the best job in the world. Like that when, when things are rolling, like right now, I, I do feel I'm doing some of my best work right like right now this year yeah two years ago you know no right was i yeah. i mean nobody ever asked me that i i mean you know the feeling like nobody's like carol how you doing yeah <laughs> i know feel no, like you feel isolated out there it is that that's probably the biggest surprise a couple people to, you know sailor told me like taylor's like carol it's pretty lonely at the top and <laughs> i mean i've told them this later i'm like well, that's you. That's that's not going to be me, yeah. right? And then you realize, like, I don't really have that many people to talk with because your good friends are also the people who are trying to trying to beat your ass exactly. all the time. Yeah. And and you want to have like I I I value connection. Like it's one of my foundations. So I'm like, well, how, how do you connect with the people who know your life the best when and and so there has to be a lot of trust. Right. A lot like with your colleagues and with coaches. And so, and it gets pretty lonely because there's barely anyone that understands. Yeah. And two, two years ago, three, I mean, you know, like it's, it's, I, I didn't realize it until I realized it. And I'm like, wait, this, sometimes I'm like, I, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, even when we, even when we got fifth to in 19, 19, we got fifth. And you would have thought we got 25th. Yeah. Like the feeling of getting fifth, which was, you know, in a long time, it was like the best our program had done. The, the, the expectation and the way that I felt, you know, that we underperformed, it, that was as bad as getting fifth. I mean, I don't know if it's bad. I, I try to put, put it away, but like that, that was not fun. No, you know, so it doesn't Look. matter whether you're carrying around. It, it doesn't matter from the outside. And so few people care about it. And you're mm -hmm. like, why am I walking around carrying this big, you know, bag of crap. It's not well, there's a couple of things there. You think you do, you think the whole world cares and there's like 20 people that do, you know, but you think everybody, but then, you know, when you finish 12th, you'd be like, damn, I would kill to finish fifth right now. You know, like it's all about right, perspective. And then you like you said. And you're like, Oh, that, that, you know, you finish third. And then you, it's like, I, I, that it's just, it's perspective, right? And it's that expectation. And and then at the end of the day, you, I I do know, like, I mean, it's what we do. We try to do a nice job, like communicating on our team and like saying, look, you are not your swims. Like if the education piece in swimming, right? Like telling our athletes, like, you are not defined by your swims. Like you are not your swims. You are not your, but you are your performances. You know, there is, there is an attachment because that's what we're doing here. You know, we're trying to perform and you're trying to be your best. So it's like there, there is growth and there is failure and there like to get to be really, really good. You have to have failure and you have to have growth and there has to be stair steps to where you're going. So, I mean, I, 
that is the part that I value really more than anything. I, I mean, I'd love to win and I'm, I want to, and that's the goal, but at the same time, I don't think you can do that without the growth along the way. And yeah. so I, I do realize like, you know, so every, look at every good coach out there. There have been years you're like, Oh, what did we do? But then when you really focus on the people and the growth and, and where you want to go, that's like, it, this is a long haul. Yeah. It's not for everyone. Right? It's just exactly. Exactly. It looks, it looks, uh, attractive, uh, from the outside looking in, but then once you're in there, it's, it's tough, you know, it's, it's yeah. super competitive at the top. Like, look, you're, you're an outstanding coach, but there are 15, 20 of, of you out there and you're all competing against each other. You know, it, there are it's, so many good coaches. Oh well, yes. I'm, I'm like, I mean, I'm minimizing right, it, you know, like the, but I everybody's know, good. So many good coaches yeah. and, and a lot of people. Are, so that's why sometimes, sometimes just, I mean, we're, de we're dealing, you know, you're dealing with scholarship, you're dealing with a team, you're dealing with injuries, yep. talent. Now we're dealing with like recruiting yep. two years before they're even going to set foot in your, on your campus. Like mm -hmm. so much can happen. It's gotten a little crazy. It has got crazy. Yeah. I kind of feel like I stepped away at the right time because like, right when I stepped away in 18, <laughs> it was like, yeah, they right changed, next. they changed all these rules to open it up to even broader, uh, you know, recruiting. And I, I didn't know how you recruit somebody two years out, three years out. You know, it's like, man, these kids, like I think back to myself at the age of 15, 16, I was a child. Like I, I had no business being anywhere near a college at that stage, you know? So, um, yeah, it's very strange to me. You you did something that really impressed me though that I that I feel like is very very difficult to do, and I want to kind of talk to you about your your approach to it. You made a an assistant coaching change. You brought in uh, Mitch Dalton, mm -hmm. and I found that really um, courageous because I, I, I think that's very difficult to do. How, what was your mindset behind that? Thanks. I mean, it was, it, it was one of the hardest things I've, I've ever done. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm, it, again, like I, I do feel like that, you know, when I, I first tried work, it was, I mean, I, I feel it was the best decision at the time, you know, and it didn't have anything to do with a great person, great guy, you know, and I, and I, it's hard when you are the head coach and you have to make these decisions that are like, impact people's lives we do it with athletes you know and hopefully you never have to do it with like your staff but i just this um again this goes back i guess to like combined coaching versus um you know just having a single sex team yeah combine in a combined program i i do feel the head coach i mean you're kind of a you're you're coaching but you're also managing because you have right. four assistants absolutely you have four assistants you have your you have 60 kids you know however, however many kids like your role as a manager putting out fires is a lot, but oh, I, and absolutely it's unreal. Right. Mm -hmm. And I saw that at, I saw that at Georgia and I felt like, Oh good. I'm, I'm kind of the glue that can help hold the staff together. And I had my, my kids I had relationships with and, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was easier. And you realize, you know, I didn't realize till I got here, you're this person you pick is, it's, it's like a marriage. I mean, it is you and that person and you got to like, deal with it you know mm -hmm. and whether it's you know my fault like i'm leading at the end of the day like nobody's like wow that 
that assistant coach is great or not great or whatever. Like I, I knew something wasn't working. And at some point I'm like, man, maybe I, maybe I need to go. Maybe I'm not doing the job. This is poor leadership. My team's not performing and you know, I'm not happy. And I'm like, I, then I was like, okay, wait, this is my program. I do know what I'm doing. And I, I need to find someone that maybe like, maybe we've outgrown each other. I got to mm-hmm. find someone who speaks my language. And I feel, so I feel supported and like, I'm, we're working together towards the same things, Right. And yep. not that, not that Rourke and I weren't, it's just like, I think like, wow, I can, I, I thought that I could feel better in my own skin, I guess, you know? Yeah. Look, like I said, I I found it very courageous because it was something that I couldn't do at Auburn. Most of the time, anytime there was a coaching change, it was the coach was going to get another job, you know? So I was like, thank God, you know, like I don't have to make that call. It's a very, well, you know, it's interesting. Like into, I, I I did have a few close, you know, colleagues that I I said, I I don't know if I have the guts to do this. Like, I don't know if I'm strong enough. This is, I, I can't do it. You sure. know, you think of all the other things and lives you're affecting. And I just thought, I, I can't, I can't do this. And then I thought, wait, this is my life. Like this yep. is my life and my responsibility. And as a leader, I think you have to make the decisions that are, that are right for the team and right, you know, not just right for me, but right for the team and right moving forward. And I'm like, what am I, what kind of like leadership am I modeling if I can't have hard conversations and, and make changes that I need to make? Yeah. Like, it was hard. And a lot of coaches, you know, a couple of coaches I talked to said, you know what? I, I wish I, I wish I had done something like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I do too. I do too. <laughs> and yeah. I thought, wow, like, I mean, that gave me a, a little bit more gumption of like, okay, you know, and it, and it worked. I mean, I think it worked out for everyone. So it's, yeah. Well, I was thankful that you called me during that process and you kind of threw some names at me and we're not going to talk about the names that you're considering, but in terms of the one you chose, why did you end up choosing Mitch over the, over other possibilities? Um, Mitch, was, Mitch just was a really, it, it was interesting just because I think the first time around, again, I thought I made a great hire the first time around and then you know, that if you have the opportunity to make a hire the second time around, I, I think I changed my tactics a little bit. And, and I learned this, you know, partly from my AD and he's, when we were talking about like, about honoring your strengths. And I, I think I thought that I had to like, get the opposite of me, you know, like, Oh, if here's my strengths, then I need to get someone who's, who's the opposite, you know, or who does all this other stuff well, so that I don't have to do that. And I thought like, all right, this time around, I'm going to find someone who's, who's like, you know, I had the opportunity who Mitch and I speak the same language. Hmm. It's, it's, it's a little bit like we're both English majors, you know, like yeah. he wanted, he's an English major. I'm a, I got my master's in English. Like I liked his, the, the breadth and the depth of his interests, you know, like outside of swimming. And when we're talking, I think it's really important. And it's something that w- that's kind of the foundation of when we're coaching is like, I, I want to be able to talk about you have to have uh, the same language when we're talking about coaching. We're talking about designing like the year and the weeks and the program. And we've come up with something that I think works really well. And, you know, if you're talking about English, we want, I want the words to be right. I want the communication to be, to be clear. And, you know, are we always perfect? No, but like, I think that's, that's where we're going. And 
the clearer we can communicate about like expectations and what the season looked like, what we expect, how, how we want things to run. Um, it, it's working out really well. And I think that that I, I was scared, you know, like I thought, Oh, I have to hear my, hear my weaknesses. Let me get that. But I do think if there's only two people on your staff. Like we'll figure out how to do the stuff we're not good at. Right. Yeah. Like, let's have, let's have, let's be the strongest where both of our strengths are. So. Yeah. I think it was an outstanding choice and it's obviously shown up in the results. You guys had a fantastic season this season, right? Thanks. We did. Why did you feel like things clicked? Why, why were things working for you? Like what were you doing that just seemed to get the results you wanted? Um, I mean, part of, part of it goes back to what I was saying. Like I do think, I, well, one, just, I mean, the newness is some right. Newness is, it's always like you get a little spark because it's, it's right. new and different. this year was going to be new and different no matter what. Like, I don't think anybody was like, woo, COVID it's new. It's different. Like we're going to thrive, but our, um, the energy of our freshman class was pretty outstanding. Um, and I think the opportunity when new blood comes into your team, like you can capitalize on that energy. That was, that was pretty great. Um, they're definitely talented. It's a talented bunch, but they, they really bought in. Um, they, we, we were very honest, very transparent about like, here's what we know and here's what we don't know. And um, the way, you know, sometimes like we would spend so much time trying to fit, you know, because especially nothing was known. We could make stuff up and then yeah. it could fall apart. Right. So I think part of it was just how much time we probably had to spend being real, like making things fun, making up, you know, we had so many fake meets against ourselves, not so many, but the meets that we had against ourselves really like, we made them fun and we put the energy and the expectation into it. And, and it, and it worked. Like I, I changed my idea. Like, do we need, do we really need to have like eight dual meets, right? Like, do you really need to travel all over? Like, I mean, I I'd love to go back to having real dual meets and yeah. we will, but I, I don't think I've changed my thought a little bit about that. You've talked about this a little bit. And I want to kind of dig into it more. It's pretty well known. Eddie's, coaching style like he kind of walks in and it's very hard to write down anything eddie you know it, it's hard to get a season out of eddie like it's just like he kind of just goes in and and does it it's hard What's to your... get a practice out of eddie he yeah yeah. Eddie, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like each lane's different and then if someone forgets something you'll come back and tell them something different again so it's like you never know what you're going to get but what's your coaching style like how do you go through your season how do you communicate your practices how do you record your information, like how do you look back year to year to know what you did last year to this year? Like, is there a, I mean, what's your style? You know, it's, it's interesting. We have a pretty, I mean, it's not Eddie's style, right? I want to, I, I want to have practice written and, you know, like I, we, we have a weekly plan. Like I know we know okay. what we're doing every day. Right? right. So we have a weekly plan. Um, we have a day, you know, what we're doing, we have a daily plan, like, okay, this is the kind of work we're doing this week. This is the kind of work we're doing for these three weeks, these two weeks. So like we kind of map out the season, like 12 to 16 weeks at a time. Um, but then we also have like, oh, today's 200 strokers, hundred sprint today's distance. And this. so like, we have that idea, but I, I like to walk on deck. I mean, I've, I'm never on deck without the practice written and we, we type it out, we put on little sheets of paper 
it's a little bit cumbersome. And then we just, they put it on their water bottle so they know what they're doing. Okay. Right. So when, when do you do that? Let's say it's a morning practice. Let's say it's a Tuesday morning. When is that practice actually written? The night before? If I'm really, if I'm really ahead of the game, like I'll, I'll jot down some ideas for like my main sets on, you know, su- after Saturday morning practice or mm-hmm. Sunday sometimes and get a couple days ahead of like, or if I think of something the week before of like, okay, I love this set today. Next week I want to do a mm-hmm. very, you know, something different. Then I'll get it down. But like this, this morning, like today's practice, I wrote it five 30, you know, like I okay. just, cause it's quiet in my house and I can, have my right. coffee and write practice. You know? So you get up, type it out, and then just print it and bring it to the pool. Uh, yeah, I print it out the pool. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, right. Mitch and I like. I think we we split up groups. I keep, we keep it in one long like Google Doc for the year, and then right, we'll put it away. I mean, I used to keep it in email, like in emails in this file. Sometimes yeah. I look back about. It's funny, like I've kept everything we've written here, but then I I rarely. I, I don't know, like I I don't know why I'm keeping them because I rarely look back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I will. But yeah, I think there'll be a time when it's nice to be able to look back, but you're just not doing it at the moment. But. Right. And I don't I'm not a big like. There's not a lot of sets we repeat. I was going to say that. Do you have t- um, I mean, test sets or sets you repeat? Like what is the, you know, I think where I are you getting style. your sets from? I think if you ask my team, they'd be like, OK, this is a Carol practice or like, OK, this is more of a Mitch practice. But I I, I don't I, I try not to do like. I mean, warm-ups get a little, you know, like 850s, odds drill even fill, you know, something like that. But, like, I try to make it different enough because if I'm getting bored, then, like, they're going to be bored. Like, I'm yeah. not trying to make up dumbs, just different stuff for the sake of it. But I um, – sometimes I get tired of, my like, my own things and I'm looking around or, you know, talking to Eddie, talking about – talking to other coaches in the country, like, oh, hey, what's a cool set you've done lately? But at the end of the day, it's, it's not necessarily – you. I don't know if you feel this, know this, but I mean, it's about the set, but it's really about like the expectations and the communication around the mm. set and what, what you can get people to go inside the set. Like, I mean, Eddie has a good line. Like it, it's not us that makes the, the kids make the sets look good. Right. You know, it's not us that make the sets good. The kids yeah. make the sets good, you know? Yeah. So it's like, that, yeah. I, I like, that. I agree with that too, because a lot of the times people are like, Oh, Tell us a set they did. Tell us a workout. I'm like, it's not about the workout. Like, it's not one workout that's going to change something. We it's- did these 2100. I mean, it's <laughs> it, it's like you look at a set sometimes. It's not that. It's like all yeah. the emotion right. behind it, what the goals are. If a kid's never done anything before, getting somebody going. Like, it really has nothing to do with it. Sometimes, like, I'm spending way too much time on a set. I'm like, okay, let's calm down a little bit. This yeah. isn't about the set. This is like the energy we're bringing to the set. Like, what are the expectations? Can we get there? can we do things under pressure, you know, when you're tired? Like that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I will say this, you guys, as English majors, you must have some of the best emails that go out to recruits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crushing people on the emails. I also, we've had some fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, in terms of the physiology and well, let's, let's just stick with that for starters. Where did you learn how to write workouts? Where did you learn how to get the best out of athletes in terms of their physiology, you know, back in your career, like as a, as a young coach, where was that developed for you? Well, I'm, I'm fortunate. I haven't, I haven't been many places. <laughs> like, so um, I did, I did probably get my, the idea that like, doing the same thing over and over. Not, I mean, I do 
there's that quote, excellence is boring. Like, I mean, there, there's some programs where it works where every Monday you do 10 300s and every Friday you do this kind of set. I, I get that. But when I went to college, I, I grew up swimming on the Natadors. And I mean, there were some sets I'd probably never, if I gave them to my team, they would, you know, quit. Right. But when I got to, when I got to college, um, this woman, Karen Mo Thornton, she, she was my coach. And I don't remember doing a lot of the same thing ever. Like she kept, you, you you had to think almost the entire practice and that, and that's what I loved. I I love thinking. I love being, being awake. Like, like that was my one time, like in the pool where I, I, I felt like I was getting smarter. Right. But then I, and and at Georgia, I mean, Jack, Jack, Jack can write some great sets and, but sometimes we wouldn't know him to like write beforehand. Right. But I learned a lot of Georgia. I mean, I was there, I was there a long time. I, I was at Villanova before Georgia. And um, I mean, I carried a lot with me, but it was, it's a, it was a different kind of athlete. Right. After I left Villanova, went to Georgia. So like, I think it, it wasn't, I mean, I guess I learned at Georgia how to write sets because you're given some accountability and responsibility. Oh, Carol, you run breaststroke, you do this. And, but I, I did realize then it, that it, it's about the sets, but it was more about like the relationships. Right. Right. It was about what you're saying to the kids before practice starts, what you're saying to the kids quickly during practice, like what, what you're set, like, Hey, we're, we're doing this in the main set. And this is, this is where I need you to be. Or like, it, it's the talking around the set that makes, that makes the most difference. Yeah. Right? You swim at Cal. What kind of, what kind of athlete were you? <laughs> I don't I, I, I was a, Top eight NC two A girl. I am her. Yeah, I am her. Okay. Yep. Who was the coach then? Uh, Karen, Karen Mo Thornton. Everybody thought she and Nort were married, but they they weren't. Okay. Um, she coached I, I don't know twenty years. Um, her husband passed away when I um, after my junior year in college, and she kept coaching another two years, and just with two kids and everything else, she she went into compliance administration at Cal. So. Oh, okay, right. She's right. the best. Yeah. Yeah. So was there, was there any Olympic runs for you? Did you, did you try and make the Olympic team or anything like that? No, my, my junior year, I was, I was like third and four and I am fourth and 200. I am my senior year. I was like fifth, seven, I don't know, you know, somewhere, somewhere around there. And I thought about swimming one more year to make, to make world use. And then I was like, well, Janet Evans was, I mean, Janet was there Somerset. Like it was, Oh, like you were, you were competing against Summer? Yeah. Okay, right. Like, yeah. she's a couple of years younger than I am. But, like, they – I didn't – I wasn't going to be Janet. Yeah. I, I didn't want to – you know, I thought, oh, I could make world use. I could make an international team. But I was I was like, I learned everything I can from swimming. I love my career. I, I wanted to do other things. So how then did you – you know, you're, you're not this international – All right, I'm going to get – there you go. There you I like good. That. You're not this international swim star, and then you you study um, English in school. How'd you end up a swim coach then? Um, like why? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I ne- I never wanted to be a swim coach. Like I I was like I've swum my whole life. I've had enough. I'm out of here. I, uh, I I moved to Italy for a year worked for a family, messed around, went to the Olympics. And nine, I, I went to, as a spectator to the Olympics in 92, okay. um, having fun. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and get my master's in English. I'm going to write short stories. 
I'm going to be a professor. Perfect. And, and as I, you know, I got back from moved to Italy, came back, trying to find a job, you know, taking the GRE, getting ready to go to school. And I got a call and saying, Hey, if I, I heard you want to um, get your master's in English, um, Villanova is looking for an assistant coach. They're, they're top 20, both men and women. It's a combined program. And if you, you know, do the coaching, you can go to grad school for free. And it was like $18,000, like for, you know, to get paid. I was like, yeah. really? Yeah. So then I thought, oh, I'll just do this like dumb coaching. on this. not dumb, but I was like, oh, I'll just do the coaching kind of on the side, but I'm really going to be into my English stuff. And, right. and then I realized at the end of the day, like, the coaching was a lot more fun than the English. I mean, I mean, it was great. It was just, I, I realized like it was way, I, I actually had a really good friend who, who was my, you know, my thesis advisor. And he said, Carol, like, you don't realize when you're teaching English, you maybe have like one or two good relationships over the course of, you know, like with your students, you know, them for a semester, you know, maybe a year, if you're directing their thesis, he said, you get to, you get to spend time with these kids for four years. Like, like if this is about relationships, then, then you need, maybe I just wasn't that good at English. You know? like, <laughs> he sort of was like, Hey, why don't you, why don't you do this stuff? It looks like you enjoy it. Yeah. And I did. Well, you went from that to, you know, being at the top of the food chain in terms of, uh, you know, college coaching. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's incredible where you're at. And, but does, is it difficult for you to balance the girls that just want to get an education, the girls that want to swim at Texas and swim at the NCAA level, and then the ones that want to win world championships and want to be Olympians and want to be on the podium. Every, every team like yours with the level that you're at now has women on their team like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and is that, is that balance difficult? Um, that's not what I find difficult. I don't, did you find it difficult? Yes. I found like <laughs> there were some people that came in every day and wanted to be the best swimmer in the world. And there were other kids that were just happy to collect the t-shirt at the front door, you know? So it's like, it, I found it frustrating at times because I was, you know, I always tried to coach to the highest level, the highest common denominator. You know, I didn't want to coach I didn't want to coach down here at this level where these kids were just happy to walk in the door. And, and you're going to have that like on a team of, you know, 30 women, they're not right. all going to want to be world champions, you know, some right. of them just want to get degrees. And, and so that balance for me was difficult for sure. I think that, okay. I, I understand what your, your question. I find it difficult. I try, we try to set up like the expectations, like, absolutely they're here to get an education yeah, right sure. otherwise i just coach pros right right and i do think there is something unique and unbelievable that this is my job i get to help people go to one of the best schools in the country and compete and get better i i don't mind if something like i was talking to my seniors this is a great example i was talking to my seniors and um at the beginning of the year and i said look you guys i you can stay or you can, there, there were, here's some grace. If you don't, I cannot promise you anything. I can't promise you that we'll travel. I, we will probably not travel. I can't promise a conference meet. I will definitely can't promise an NC2A meet. It might be boring. I don't, it, it's going to be cumbersome. We're going to get tested once a week. If that's not up your alley and you want to just be a normal kid 
You know, I mean, I'm saying this during COVID, but like, that is totally fine. Like there is a, I, I support you a thousand. You don't owe this team anything. Like you do the best decision for you. And I had like three people. They're like, okay, sounds good. We're out. Totally fine. I had four, three people stay, four people stay. And, you know, one of them, we had this meeting and I said, look, I can't promise that I can, you know, there's no NC2A. She said, Carol, I've never, I knew I was never going to make NC2As. I just want to help this team be in the best place it's ever been. Like, that's my role. I'm going to like, she knows she has no shot of making NC2As, but she had a hell of a year. And like, she went all this time. Like that more, I'm as proud of that. Because that, that's the difference between wanting to get the teeth, just being a part of something and actually saying, no, I don't want to be a part of this. I want to make this better, right? right? I think my frustration ever is when you find kids that like, they're not interested in making the people around them better, gotcha. right? That's the difficulty. You're like, I don't mind if people are like, they come in, not, you can only take, I mean, we have good diving, so we can take 16 NCs. We're not there yet, you know? So like, if you carry 25 on your team, there are going to be people that don't, don't go to NC2As. But as long as people are trying to get better and grow and figure out, like, I don't know why you'd spend so much time doing something if you didn't expect to get better. Yeah. You can still have your friends yep. if you don't swim. Yeah, it right? makes sense. Do you have any girls right now who you think can make the U.S. Olympic team? Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's cool. Is that difficult right now? Like, how's the coaching? You know, obviously, you guys had some challenges this year. Is are those challenges still there in the lead up to trials? The ch the challenge probably has been just with NC two A rules. Um, again, like all all the rules, we haven't been able to go with our because of the dead period in recruiting. Right. We ha I like I wasn't able to go to Mission Viejo, okay. like to go coach my postgrads. Right. So. You know, I just feel like, wow, we, if we only have two or three opportunities to race and I'm not able to, like, be with them at this this meet. I mean, they they did well and it was and it was fine. But I also think like that sometimes coaching college and then trying to take care of your pros that that's that's a little bit difficult sometimes just feeling like I know what what, what my job is. It's at Texas. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes the pro, it's just it's different because it's a different mindset. What's your theory on that? Uh, you know, obviously this year they just finish up NCAAs. There's a couple of months Olympic trials. It's easy to kind of hang around and do that. But like, right. what if a girl wants to stay on for another couple of years and train for the Olympics? Are you open to that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I think the kind of people that want to stay on for a couple of years this year was weird because it was one more year than they all, you know, thought. But They've, if they're at Texas and they're making the environment a better training environment and they're, they've learned they're a good resource for the younger kids and they're like making the, making it better. Absolutely. You know, like I, I haven't had to have any of the conversations of like, um, it's time for you to move on. Like right, th yeah. thankfully, right. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have a big postgrad group. So, but the kids I do have, they make it better. Right. They're like, they're focused, they're driven, they're professionals. They're like, yeah, right. And that's what um, you want for sure. Are you open to someone from the outside coming in then? Um, I have been in the past. It's not like it's uh, I have in the past, like girl that swam in Georgia came swam with me for a while. Um, okay. COVID probably shut some of that down too. Right? COVID shut a lot of that down. Yeah. Yeah. And it will be, I think next year will be fine. Just like, 
just coaching that, that we won't have any postgrads. We'll be different. We'll be just like clean slate again, you know? Yeah. Do you have your own goals? Like, do you want to continue to make U.S. teams, like be be part of the staff of, of like Olympic teams, world championship teams, things like that? I mean, I mean, I have personal goals, but I think they're more tied into the the goals of our kids, I guess. Like right. that, I that is never a goal that I've written of like, ooh, I'd love to be an assistant coach of the Olympics, or I'd love to coach at the Olympics. Like, I I just want to help these kids do what they want to do, or do it like kind of the joint. Like sometimes it's up to us to to, to like help a kid realize like you are good like this is yeah. what you can accomplish right so it's like I think my my goals are more caught up with like if I can enable the people on our team to really achieve like some amazing stuff then things are going to happen in the right way and if if a nomination for a team comes with that it's where you can Correct. go with one of your athletes Correct. Then those aren't easy either like you no. we were on a we were on a trip together like yeah it sounds cool all every trip I have, I have not regretted one trip I've taken. Like I've loved every trip in a different way, but it's also like, it's not easy. It wasn't easy when my kids were like three and five and you leave for three weeks or, or, you know, you leave for two, two weeks here. Our, our family vacations are always around like swimming. You know what I mean? Like they're not easy, but I haven't regretted it. I haven't turned down any because like it's, it's been worth it. And I think the camaraderie that you have, like I, we wouldn't have known each other that well without spending those two weeks together. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, It's like going through something difficult with other people and like chasing excellence and like spending that much time together doing like, you know, most of it's sitting around talking. It's like, it's, it's really fun. I've talked to a lot of men, male coaches with children and, and, you know, families. I've also talked to some women who, don't have families yet or have never had a family there's not a lot of women female coaches out there that actually have children have a family how do you balance it <laughs> i mean right there's not that many right there aren't that many yeah how do, how do you find that quickly. balance um i mean i don't know if it's that balance you could ask my girls they're they're 16 and 18 now so i'm almost i'm, I'm almost through the gauntlet right but um the it was not easy. I mean, it's never anything good isn't easy, but like I, my Kevin, my husband's been great. Like he travel a lot, he works. So I just, I had, I had a lot of good help, I guess, like just old swimmers, you know, like, and people to be around. My brought my parents in when I was away for a long time, brought my mom in, you know, she you didn't, you didn't ever get one of one of your girls, like just break your heart by saying you weren't there for me or anything like that. Like, <laughs> Did you ever get that? Um, uh, I, I mean, maybe a little bit, just like teenage years, my, right, you know, right. like we, I've been through it with, I mean, just having a teenager and walking through the other side, I think COVID's been in, in some ways, like really good for our family because we spent more time together. Right. And I, I think my relationships with both my daughters and my husband is different because, because, yep. of it. but, yep. um, and that's what, you know, one of the blessings of something that was a disaster, but I, I, I never wanted to have my, you know, they, they, they did, one of them did sports. Now she doesn't One of them still does swimming. And I'm like, I never want them to feel that I care about my like team more than I, you know, care about them every once in a while. They're probably like, 
wait, where's mom? But I, I do think it's like, I think it's powerful to let them know that they can, like, I, I didn't have kids to model this kind of behavior, but like I had, I think it's, I know that, that I'm my best when I'm working. Like I'm, yeah, I'm built, I'm just built that way. Like I love, I love good work. You know, yeah, like I yeah. like working and I like, I think I just love what I do. I don't know if I'd w- love work if I worked at a bank, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, and I think having, I mean, my husband put it well, like they, he said, look, the, the girls get more out of watching you do well and like watching you do well, what you do well, more than they get out of like seeing me leave for work and come back after a trip. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah. there, there is a lot you can teach him i guess yeah no i feel the same way I, i'm i'm best when i'm working too and i want look life's tough and and you have to work you can't there's no <laughs> way around it like it's not like you can just uh be like yeah yeah i'm, I'm not gonna not gonna work hard and, and be really successful in life like it's just right. doesn't work like that so no, it doesn't work like that i think modeling that is is great but i do distinctly remember the most difficult times for me were instances like my girls were playing soccer at six o'clock at night on a Wednesday, you know, I'd come from practice and within, you know, 30 minutes of me getting to the field, I'd be having to take recruiting calls at the field while I'm watching my girls play soccer. And I just, I remember distinctly thinking to myself, what am I doing? Like, this is horrible. I wanted, I've been at work all day long. My girls are like, daddy's here finally. And I'm walking away from people taking recruiting calls. Like I just felt terrible about that. But how many people actually talk about that? Yeah, very few. Very few. And you're out of it. But like even not many people talk about it now. Like that's, I mean, it's terrible even, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm, oh, wait, I have a Zoom with this or I'm doing this. It's like, it's, it's, it's a lifestyle. It is not like a job. Right. And I don't think you know, like, I don't want to make it look easy. It is not easier. If people call me, they're like, wait, how'd you do it? Or, I mean, you got to find what works for you. Right. Like, but then again, like you, you you still have a wife, right? No, we got divorced because of that. Yeah. Yeah, Well, yeah, it ruined us. Um, No, I'm sorry to hear that. But that's like, the the thing is like, there's a lot of people that don't talk about that either. It is hard. Like you said, how do you have the balance? Like I, I don't know if I could say that truthfully, that I have a lot of balance, right? But I don't know how many successful people really, like if I'm saying I'm successful, but like how many people, successful people, doesn't matter, you're a surgeon, you're a, but you're doing really, really good work. Like how many people have balance within that? Well, my boss now, David Arlock, who runs Fitter and Faster, who who has taken the, the, the job itself and, and look we've we've exploded but he he's a hard worker and and he talks to me about this all the time he's a great mentor of mine too but he he says look a lot of people think balance is 50 50 and it's and it's not it's not a 50 50 thing balance is your intention and where you are at that point in time it could be 90 percent work 10 percent children and family but that 10 percent is are you 100 percent invested in that 10 percent you know? I mean, you could say, uh, yeah, I give 50% to my kids, but the whole time you're on your phone while your kids are standing next to you. So it's like, you're not giving, you're not giving that 50%, but if that phone is away and you're totally engaged in your children, 
for 10% of, of your time during the day, then your kids feel valued. And that's right. what he mentored me to, to understand too. And I, I think that was a very difficult thing for me to understand as a, as a young coach, this balance thing. And, and me trying to explain to my wife, like at the time I have balance, I have balance. And she's saying, no, you don't, you're doing this and you're doing this and you're doing this. Your attention is taken away from where it should be at this present point in time. So in terms of some advice that you could give or, or ways that you do that, how are you intentional when everything in your life wants to take your attention away from you? I, I agree with what I agree with what you said. Like, I think it's about being present with the people you love, right? And making time, like, to tell the people, you know, that around you and the people that you care about that you do care about. Like, yeah. because I think we are able to show that as we're coaching, right? But then to also bring our best selves to the rest, you know, the rest of our lives. Like, I'm calling my like I've even realized during COVID like I've probably reconnected with some people that I haven't talked to in a long time right. just because because I want to make the time and sometimes at night I'm like I feel like all I've done all day is talk and lead like I, I I'm mm -hmm. all talked out at the end of the day but like then I think okay this is when I got him I'm gonna go take a walk with we got a puppy so I'm like take a walk with a puppy and my yeah. daughters or I'll take my other daughter to target we'll go mess around like exactly. just as long as we're spending that time and i'm not so wrapped up in what i'm doing and i'm brave enough to say like here's the here's the time i'm going to work and here's the time i'm off right yep. and being really deliberate about and clear of like no this is my time with my family or this is my time here you yep. know and that is difficult because yep. it, it kind of goes back like i don't know why i feel as as a female that i have to be there for everyone but i i can't be everything to everybody, you know? And yeah. I, and I, the more I, if I can take care of myself and the people that I love and like allow people to take care of me too, then it helps. Well, I noticed just in researching this, you don't have like a huge social media presence either. It's not like you're on this thing 20 times a day and you're putting this out no. and you're putting that out. Um, has that, has that been that good or bad? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, you know, look, we live in a world where, that's the new style of recruiting. So have you felt like that has hurt you or has that been better for you to stay out of that mess? Uh, well, my partner in crime, Mitch, he's actually really good at it. Right. So, I mean, if he's, he's probably carrying more of our social media presence, if you're thinking about Texas, right. right. But like, I do think if I'm, if I'm sharing stuff, I'm, I'm really, my like social media, am I, doing should i do more probably but at the end of the day like i'm that's not my i don't want to be like one of those people who like i'm never using a computer you know like i i, I keep up with it because my girls are on it and i i know how to do things but at the end of the i'm i want to talk to people i want to i do understand also the inherent risks of being sorry, sorry. <laughs> my lights go out <laughs> there we go um, of the inherent risks of just being on social media so much, right? Yeah, like oh, for sure. anxiety, depression, e everything else, whether it's people on our team, people on everything. So like, I also think it's not that important. Yeah. It really is not that important. And I bear like, it goes back to that. What are we doing with intention? Like you can get lost in a rabbit hole. And I'm like, look, 
at the end of the day, I'd rather read a magazine or read a book or talk to someone I haven't talked to in a while. And if that's going to be terrible for recruiting at some point, I think it's unsustainable. I do too. Yeah. And if an athlete, if a kid, a 16 year old needs that much attention, or I'm, I'm just like feeding their, like that, that's probably not going to work as well if they're on our team. Absolutely. I, I agree with everything you just said. What is then your sales pitch? Like, how do you get the best? Like you, we all want the best, right? And and these kids are ranked these days. I hate the rankings, but you don't. You know the the good ones. You know the ones that are potential Olympic medalists in the future. I remember when Katie Ledecky came along, and it was like, wow, Katie Ledecky's actually going to college. Like, who's going to be in contention for her? And then I thought to myself, like, what are they saying? And what is what's the sales pitch for each one of those teams? What are they saying to Katie Ledecky? So in terms of you know, some of the top recruits, like, what are you telling them? Why, why Texas? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, really at the end of the, it's not like I'm afraid to give you my secrets, but I think it's different for every kid. Like right. I'm why Texas? Like I, I, it goes back to what I still believe now is I, I do things about people and I think we take care of people really well. Um, and I do think we have a great environment. It's that, I mean, it's, it's positive and it's, I mean, it's, it's not going to be easy. Right. But we will, I'll take care of people when they're in, in the best times. And I'm going to take care of people when they're not having their best times. And I think that that's there. I mean, there's a lot more to it because people want to hear about training and they want to hear about school and they want to hear academics. And But at the end of the day, I think like we have more, we have a lot of good people here and a lot of people who care about them. Yes, I agree. And I, and I think that, that's, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, that sounds like I'm not, cheating you on an answer to that well no look look you you are you are great in that area but the things that the other things you have going for you is that you're in austin it's a great great town uh you're at the university of texas there's a great great education so i mean you have these things that are going for you like for me when i was at at auburn in alabama i couldn't walk into every single home in america and feel like I had an equal playing field with right, the other right. top coaches. You know what I mean? Whereas Correct. I feel at least for you, do you feel like you have a chance with every single person in the country? I feel we're getting there. I do. I, I are, there areas, getting- are there areas where you feel like it's very tough for us to recruit from that area? Like California, is it, is it hard to get kids from California? I think it's difficult. I think people, um, no, it's not hard to get people from, I think Texas is kind of like California. And I, and I mean, Texas is is like California from the nineties or something. No, Austin's it's incredible. Like, yeah, it's a great city. Right? And that, uh, that's a, what I'm it's asking. It's a great yeah. city. Yeah. I think if, if any, it's not that anything works against, if you've never been to Texas and like some people are like, wait, what's Texas like? Are there like tumbleweeds? And you know, they think everybody's like cowboy boots. And I mean, if you haven't been to Austin, you don't know. Right? So there's but still t- stereotypes that you come there's up. There's a little bit of stereo. There's stereotypes, and also, I mean, if you look at the, the top team, you know, like Stanford, Cal, Virginia, let's say, right? That on paper, academically, that's the you know, like Texas is a hell of a school, and I just sure. it's it's. I think people don't realize like how there's so many good schools out there, right? Yeah. And Texas yeah. is one of them, and you can you can argue that on pay we'll lose kids because they you know they're like hey i want to go to you know cal or stan you know they're they're doing a hell of a job at so many places but i think that that's you know i fight that battle i fight 
And there are people that are like, oh, I don't know about swimming for a woman. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I want to swim for a combined program. I really like swimming with guys. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's like a million things, you know. Did you did you guys ever um, do combined practices with Eddie? Was there ever a time you did any? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I mean, it's not. We, we get along. It's not like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. No. I was just not, not do it. You know. Yeah. 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 Could. It's just not. Um, Eddie doesn't like. They know what they're doing on any given day. He knows exactly what they're doing. But if there was something where I thought like we, I mean, we actually did some some cool meets with them during COVID. Like. Right. You know. What's the pool situation? I see like a little diagram in the back here. Is that is that your new outdoor pool or what? What's that? Yeah, that well, that was that was before it was built, but um, it is built now. Yeah. Cool. I haven't been down there. I, I need to come check it out. But mm-hmm. you guys are in it now, swimming in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's wow. actually it's it's five long course lanes and five short course lanes um, set up at the same time. So like today's practice, like we're going back and forth a little bit. Um, yeah. And so then we have the indoor pool and then you walk right outside and, and we can either set it up like, you know, 22 short course lanes or five long and five short. It's on campus. Yeah. It's right behind. It's right behind the pool. Where did they get on the, the corner? Space? I've been, I've been to, I've been to the pool yeah, before. Well, Where they find this pool space? Um, we used every inch available to us and it's right outside, like right behind the diving well, if you can visualize wow. it. That's yeah. fantastic. There's not a diving well outside now, is there? No. Okay. Unfortunately. The diving no. coach must must have been too happy about that. He's fine. I know diving coaches. They want everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's nice though, but that, that's a nice recruiting tool now. It's not just an indoor pool. You have an outdoor facility too. Right. That's fantastic. special. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Well, what's, uh, what's the future? What, what's coming up for you? Trials. Trials, vacation yeah. no. vacation where are you where are you, you going to go on vacation i'm gonna go to italy oh wow beautiful i just booked my tickets fantastic Sometime in august you know beautiful yeah, yeah. That's, no that's i amazing. i mean i want to i'm i want to get through trials we have a meet at the end of the summer i mean sometimes it's hard to get kids are to you know swim a whole summer when they're you know in the past there's olympic trials and people are like oh i just want to break but this this year's different that we've we've had a break, right? We had a break last summer. It was weird. And people are just in a good spot. See what we can do at trials and see what happens at the Olympics and then take a little break. Yeah, take that break. Um, well, listen, I've really enjoyed this. I had no idea what we were going to talk about. And even when you said to me, <laughs> do you send the questions from like, no, I'm purposely you said, not. I think questions are boring. <laughs> questions. I thought, okay, this is going to go well. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll tell you one thing. You don't have a Wikipedia page. Why is that? Can someone, can someone start a Wikipedia know. page for you? I know that was important. I know. I don't. I don't know. Well, it's important I don't think I've for done enough, right? Like <laughs> you've done plenty enough to get a Wikipedia page. Can somebody please start this campaign to get Carol a Wikipedia page? <laughs> Anybody listening out there? You gotta do you gotta do some work, you know. I don't know. So. You've done plenty. Well, you're doing a fantastic job. I'm a big fan. I love what you're doing. Um, you and Mitch, I think it's a great team and um continue it, all right? But make sure you take right. those breaks, all right? I will. All right. Thanks, Brett. It's good Thanks. talking to you. Thanks, Carol. Take care. All right, bye. bye.
Are you in need of a pace clock? Looking to finally upgrade those ancient analog clocks? The Swim Nerd Pace Clock is the most innovative digital pace clock. Go to swimpractice.com to check it out.